Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everyone. It's Caroline from G-Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G-Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G-Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. And welcome to another episode of Do Things Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss. And as always, I'm joined by my guest co-host, Sally Tamarkin. Sally, you're getting so good at this. Listen, I've been uh, listening to older episodes and just yeah. when you pause to introduce me, I practice jumping in and saying my name. I'm just, I'm feeling really good about it. I like that. I like someone who practices, you know, because practice doesn't make perfect. It makes progress. I heard that I, once. I, it's, Maybe I have so from, many mugs. With no, that. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have all the mugs. I I purchased some mugs from the real John Max Um, I also think I heard it from an executive life coach at one point in my life, but we'll get to that later. I think that, now, that sounds right. That sounds right. And that will come up a little later in the episode. But tell me a little bit about the road trip report. We talked a few weeks ago about your upcoming road trip and you will be driving with your partner cross country from Philadelphia to mm-hmm. my native, not my native, Los Angeles. Your hometown my, of my Los hometown. Angeles. <laughs> I am a Angelino, Los Angeles. And you're doing this over the course of how much time? So... The entire trip, like from Philly to the West Coast, hanging out a bunch on the West Coast and driving back is one month, one American month, 34 one days. One American month. And you leave when? Tomorrow. Caroline, wow. at this time tomorrow, well, we'll be like two hours west of Philadelphia. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Yeah. This yeah. time tomorrow will be as you're when you're listening to this, maybe like six days after Sally has left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, maybe exciting. we'll be where will we be in six days, the ninth. I think we're gonna be in South Dakota. We're we're spending some time in in places before we nice. get to our, our destination is sort of the West Coast because we have a lot of people we want to see between like Seattle and LA basically. Um, But we're going to spend some time in places on the way, which I'm pretty psyched about. That is so exciting. Um, So to all of our many South Dakota, gee, thanks heads. South Dakota um, hive. Should I have a meetup? I mean, in South Dakota for sure. (laughs) Definitely. We're going to be in Spearfish, South Dakota, which is like on the border of Wyoming. So that is where South dozens. Dakota, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> meet up. Are. The spearhead hive, rise up. Rise yeah, up. If you guys just heard the sound of um two very well packed people on the road, look outside. That's Sally and her partner Andrea. They are they are they are honking and beeping. Um that is really exciting. Now, what is going on with Miles and Manny the cats when you Oh my god. Depart. Okay. So we have uh there's a cat sitter that we use, Fresh Prince, P R I N T S of West Philly. Wait, I um, love that. I know. Um and they they come in and check on the buddies when we're away, but well since we're gone for a long time, they're going to come and stay in our house. Nice. Um, yeah, and I feel like 
I, I so we have like a bunch of like packed bags everywhere, and they can totally tell that they know. We're gonna leave. They know. Yeah, they're being like mm-hmm. much more like needy than usual, and I feel so bad. But I know that within like hours of the other people who show up, they're going to be like, wait, I don't even who Sally who you know what I mean? Like because I just oh, feel yeah. like they want a warm body. I don't think it's about like me oh. or Andrea. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. We always say Kevin's best friend is the closest hand, and that's <laughs> that's really that's all that's all he wants is just pets. If they're yeah. from us, great. If they're not, great. He also fine. Care. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think that's the deal. So I mean, I'm doing a lot of projecting onto them. I'm like, oh, is my little baby gonna be okay? Yeah. And they're just yeah, like, I know. where I you know I need food. I need a warm lap. I'm pretty much right. good to go. Right, right, right. They're just worried about their next meal. They don't really care about your absence. That's Um, right. So quickly, before we get into today's episode and uh, bring it back to that executive life coach Mm -hmm. comment that I commented earlier, um, give us an update, uh, the road trip report. What did you end up buying car accessory wise, packing wise, and how do you feel about it? Okay. I'm like so excited because I feel like I've never been more prepared for anything in my life than I am for this road trip. Oh, that makes um, me so happy to hear. Okay. Yeah. So some stuff you already know about like packing cubes, which um, were amazing. Like I sent you a picture of my – I have an Away suitcase. It's the carry-on size and mm-hmm. all my stuff for an entire month fits in there. Yes. So I'm pretty psyched. And like I was stressed out about packing because we're we're – there's just like a lot of different different like climates to take into consideration. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so everything fit. I jammed it all in there. So that's really exciting. Got the pack. Good cubes. for you. I'm totally psyched. Then I think that um, the the ratio of like how excited I am about this to how excited other people are going to be to hear about this is extremely <laughs> skewed. But I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> tell us. I got. I got a 30-day pill organizer, Caroline. Oh, Um, cool. Yeah. So normally I keep the medicines I take in just a little like thing that has like, I don't know, 10 little compartments. But I was like, man, I don't want to bring like tons of bottles of pills. So I got this big chunky – it's called the Boardwalk Boutique Pill Popper Planner. Um, Okay. I'm looking that up right now as you tell us about it. Yeah. And it it actually came with two because there's like one for morning and one for afternoon. But I only take – pills once a day. So I gave Andrea the other one. So now we are like, I feel like my AARP membership is like on its way just because of this. Oh, yeah. I'm totally psyched about it. Which one did you keep? The yellow one or the blue one? Um, I kept the blue. Okay. This is so like cute. It's cute, right? It's cute. And it like it gets the job done. You know, it's one of those things where you think like, okay, a pill organizer, how many options can there be? And then you start looking around and you're like, oh my God, I actually, there are a bunch of specifics that I want to make sure are covered in my pill planner popper Mm -hmm. organizer thing. So I feel good about that. Um, I bought a thing of Rain-X, which I talked about in a previous episode. That's right. I, I did the back windshield because we don't have a wiper on that. And We've had like a ton of rain the last few days, which I think is like from the hurricane that was just in the South. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm here to tell you, like, as I said in an earlier episode, I'm here to verify Rain-X is the the way, the truth, and the light, uh, to quote the Bible. It like, the water like beads and it, it, the uh, visibility is really good. I also got Rain-X windshield wipers for the front. And again, like amazing, the water beads and then the wipers just wipe it right away as if it was never there. So that's really exciting. Wow. I think I need, I mean, we don't get rain here and that's the problem, but I do think we get dust and, um, other crap. And I feel like maybe I'll just, yeah, dust and debris. Yep. Sure. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I just like love the idea of rain X in general. It's great. I mean, it's magical. Um, I got a, I'm just going to take you through the highlights. Is that okay? Please. Okay. I got uh, a mounted thing for my phone, for both of our phones, which actually is thanks to the G-Thanks Facebook group. A lot Mm -hmm. of people had suggestions, like all really, really good suggestions. And the one I knew was for me was the one that looks like the most extra contraption. Like it looks like it would be in the car of someone who wears their cell phone on their belt. No shade to people who wear cell phones on their belts. So all the dads listening. All the dads out there. Um, 
it attaches to your dashboard or your windshield and has this long arm that comes down. It's amazing. It, it does everything I wanted it to do and nothing I didn't want it to do. Love it. Um, cup holders. So as you know, a major design failure of every automobile in the universe is yeah. that there are just never enough cup holders. Never enough. Never enough. Now, shopping for a cup holder, Caroline, are you do you have experience doing this because I didn't and it's another area that I discovered you think it's just like a simple thing where you're like mm. it needs to be in the shape of a cup and it needs to go in my car, but How there's actually so be? much Yeah. Right. There's like a lot going on there. Have you ever shopped for a, a, a I cup have holder? and I think the one time I did I failed. It's like, tough out there. I got it wrong. So how did you land upon the one you chose? So I ended up getting this thing called the ledge. Um, and it's a it's just basically like the shape of a cup and it goes in your um, – where the window meets the side of the door kind of. It just like sticks in there. Um, oh. Which is – you know, the, uh, the thing is a lot of the options like – some stick on your vents, which I'm not into. I've I've uh, thoroughly cataloged my objections to thing that things that stick in vents in the G Thanks Facebook yes. group. Um, other ones like you put them in the cup holder, which means you're losing one spot, even though you're gaining two. I know there's just like a lot mm. happening. Uh, there's okay. like ones that come with like trays. The the one thing I will say about the ledge is that it's like massive. It can hold like. A, a lot of cup holders I see when I go searching is like, if you want something to hold your big gulp or your massive, like, mm. uh, what are those? There's like really popular water, like travel water bottles. Oh, the that Stanley are, cups. The Stanley yeah, cup. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're just like huge. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm thinking more along, along the lines of like a 12 ounce cup of coffee, but that's not really a thing that I found. So the ledge is like huge. Uh, but wow. it'll it'll get the job done. It'll it'll hold a it'll hold a coffee. That's what we need it for. So I got one of those for the driver's side, one for the passenger side. Nice. Um, and then the thing I'm probably most excited about is the collapsible uh, electric kettle. Yeah, this is what you mentioned in a text to me, and I was like, "Hold on, I've never heard of this. A collapsible electric kettle." Yeah. So one problem that. I always have when I travel is that there's n either not coffee around or the place doesn't open like when I want it to be open, like it doesn't mm -hmm. open early enough. Um, and in this case, like we're going to have so many days that start really early. I, I just like couldn't face the possibility of having to start driving without having coffee. So I was like, what, what are my options here without bringing a whole ass like French press and coffee grounds, which is just like way too much. Yeah. So what, what I settled on is instant coffee. And then I was like, okay, so I need hot water. And then it turns out, so there's like travel electric kettles. Actually, let me send you a link to this. It's like I'm going to put it in the chat. This is here. fascinating to me. Yeah, it's like and I tested it. It like um it's made of like silicone. It, well, it has like a plastic base, but the kettle part is silicone, so you can just push it down and collapse it. Um wow. Oh, it's yeah. so cute. Yeah, it's really cute and it holds um I have to convert 20 ounces. So that's like basically about about two cups of coffee um, mm -hmm. for for us for our like travel mugs and um, and I tested it 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 heats up I filled it up it um, it boiled in four minutes and twenty three seconds it holds twenty ounces of coffee and it's like we're gonna have coffee every morning you know that's so, really nice I'm pretty psyched about that and we could also like I think does it plug into the car. That's the thing we were thinking about. I was like, should I get an adapter so that we can, if we like pull over and we want to make coffee, we can. Um, and then I started looking into those like converter things and I got really overwhelmed thinking about electrical currents. Although I think that <laughs> – don't And don't we all, you know? And don't we all. And so then I was like, can't I just – but I actually think I could. I get one that goes into a cigarette lighter now that I think about it. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was Maybe thinking. Maybe I'll hit up AutoZone later. Wow. I'm like so impressed by this. Like this is almost sort of, I mean, you've been an excellent like guest co-host and like, but this sort of like almost elevates, like I, I feel like for the first time I feel threatened by you. 
Nice. And as as if you're coming for my job. Because I would have never thought that the words collapsible electric kettle would have ever been something that crossed that would have never crossed my mind that being said i'm also not a coffee person so it's like never top of mind for me but for dan and for most like other humans this is so helpful and yeah yeah i'm like wow sally you're doing it nice yeah i feel good i feel like i've ascended to a new level um yeah and I, I recently had – I went to a friend's house and she made like instant Starbucks coffee. And, you know, when we were growing up, like instant coffee was like not amazing. Um, uh-huh. And, I mean, coffee wasn't as big of a deal when I was a kid. It was just like – Of course. You know what I'm saying? It's um, one of those things where like strides have been made and we like didn't know. Exactly. Strides have been yeah. made. And so I had this instant Starbucks coffee and I was like, okay, like this will get the job done. Um, totally. So, yeah. So I, I feel – um, usually I, I get pretty stressed out about like not being able, because the thing about, I, I don't drink like a huge amount of coffee, but I do drink it every day. And so yeah. if, it, if, if a certain amount of time passes without having it, I just, I get tired and I get a headache and all that shit. So this mm-hmm. like removes like a, a massive like source of stress. I will say <sighs> that like, I think the secret to preparing for a trip is to harness all the anxieties that you have about every possible part of the trip into just like the trip prep. Like yeah. like this collapsible kettle reflects every fear I have <laughs> about this trip from like the most mundane to the most catastrophic. I, I really, I love what this represents for you. I'm it's really huge. happy for it's you. Huge. Is Andrea as big of a coffee drinker or is this a you thing? Is this just she, you things? She is as – like I would say we're pretty equal, but I okay. care about it more. Like I think that the the way that we differ is that like if Andrea experiences a change to her routine or her expectations, she doesn't crumble and like into a fine dust. Okay, yes. Whereas I do. So I feel okay. like we'll both really enjoy this, but for – but it's also functioning. It's playing a role in like my mental health in a way that I don't think it is for her. Okay. So this is another way that you and Dan are exactly the same and Andre <laughs> and I are similar. Like I can, I'm, I'm, I can roll with the punches without much change to my constitution, but Dan is very much creature of habit. And I've never rolled with a punch in my entire life. Not a single punch. <laughs> well, that being said, Sally. Yeah. Besides electric kettles, therapy can often be helpful in in uh, working on sort of management of punches. This is so true. I've said that and, exact sentence many times. <laughs> well, and I know you have because who said it first? The real John Max. The real John and we Max. read it in who his book. Who else but? Yeah. Who else but? And we were talking about doing a at-home therapy episode because you mentioned having a product that has really um, elevated your remote therapy experience, to which I have to ask, mm-hmm. you will tell us what this product is, but does this mean that you and your partner are both in the house while you're doing therapy? We are. It's, um, wow. yeah, it's, uh, it's quite something. I mean, we, we <laughs> we're pretty fortunate that you know, the house is big. And so if one of us is wearing headphones and there's a white, white noise machine on, like you just, you really can't hear the other person talking. Um, but like it, even, even with a big house, it requires some, like just a closed door or just headphones are, are not enough. Not going to cut it. Yeah. 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 So what's your strat? Tell us. So my strat is, hold on. I'm trying to just really quickly let me Find. Yeah, find it. And I'll say, and I will say, t- while you're finding it, I will say that our setup here is very different. Um, our house is much smaller uh, than I think Sally's house is. And my office and our bedroom share a wall. Um, and there's really no place oh, okay. for privacy. And also all of the animals need like full access to the house based on time, like, yeah. yeah, based on like litter box placement, um, litter robot placement rather. Sure. Um, and we have just started doing like one of us leaves the house when the other one's in therapy. Yeah. I, that's definitely um, sometimes what you got to do. Yeah. It just feels a little bit more, uh, 
it's just like complete freedom um to you know to you're by yourself you're it mimics for me at least the idea of being in my therapist's office um is like me doing therapy either like in my car dan will do his at his office and i'll be home we've actually started our therapy schedules they we have therapy at the same time oh smart um, and dan will to his while he's at his office um, and he rents like um, our friend's back house as his office. Nice. And I'll do mine here at the house. You mentioned having a product that really allowed you to both be in the house while one of you is doing therapy. And I, and I feel like that you have to have so much trust in a product like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want your, your pitch on this. Okay, my pitch is, and I, I will speak of this as though I've reviewed white noise machines the world over. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have yeah. not. Which, it's just that this works so we'll pretend. well. Yeah, we'll exactly. Pretend. You don't this need works, to. Yeah, exactly. So this, I got this product actually when I lived in Brooklyn like ten years ago. I had roommates who stayed up later than I did, like and. Our, my room was like right next to the living room and okay. I I asked them to be quiet so often that I was like – I found myself very annoying because like you can't be telling people to be quiet when they're just living their <laughs> lives at like 10, 15 p.m. So I got this white noise machi- machine that – and I, I got it because I had seen it in therapy. You know when you go to a therapist's yep. office physically, they have one outside the door Yes. So I was like, I'm just going to get the one I recognize because that's probably going to be the gold standard because, you know, privacy is so important. So this is by the company Dome, D-O-H-M, um, and it's called the Yoga Sleep Dome Classic. Um, oh, classic. And mine comes in the, uh, like, I would call it a waiting room taupe kind of color, mm. but it looks like they also come, I'm just sending you a link, it looks like it also comes in black and pink. So that's okay. that's a good time. And it just has <laughs> it has two settings, like white noise and louder white noise. Sure. Um, but it really, you know, occasionally I can hear like Andrea's voice when she because she also does so I I actually we've both been doing therapy over the phone since before the pandemic because our therapists are in New York where we used to live. Yeah. And I would say that like when this white noise machine is on, I can hear her voice. Like I can tell that she's speaking, but I I can't hear anything she's saying, like mm. nary a syllable. Um, so – And you even, are trying. And, and I you am definitely trying. are I'm, trying. I am there with a glass, my ear to a glass <laughs> on the wall trying to hear. Um, and uh, – and you know, and then I'll like I'll also sometimes like if I'm on the same floor of the house, I'll put on I'll put in the old AirPods and I'll put them on like noise canceling just so that you know she can feel like she has like true, real privacy. Um, but in times when you can't, and also I just think if you need a good white noise machine, I I think like for other reasons like people need them to sleep and stuff like that, or like we would sometimes put it on when Manny was brand new. Um, he had to stay separated from Miles and he was in this one room for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And if he heard us outside, he would start (laughs) meowing and be like, come hang out with me. Yeah. And so we started putting on the white noise machine and he, well, either he couldn't hear what was going on or he couldn't, but we couldn't hear his meowing. So either way, it was like a real whim. That, yeah, because, you know, white noise is also like a big thing in baby culture, I hear. Mm. So it does make sense that it works for kittens also. What are kittens? But oh my god, this comes in camo. This white oh, noise machine good. comes in a camo. For when you need to hide in the woods with your white yeah, noise exactly. <laughs> and you you want sound to uh, muffle your this the rustling of the leaves. It comes in a three pack. <laughs> if you want it in camo, you're going to have to buy three of them. But I feel like if you're buying a white noise machine in camo, you probably need three for whatever reason. <laughs> so that's yeah. So okay, go good for to it. know. I'm going to yeah. save up my my bucks to buy three. Yeah, I do love that they do ten- seem to come in like packs of six. Like I do hope that like um, you know, a whole entire therapy office is like okay, we're buying these in bulk now. Um, totally. I mean, why I've, not? You can also not? like you could probably double up. Like if you're like one white noise machine isn't going to do it, our our walls are really thin or whatever. You could you could buy one and you could put it in the room where you are, and then in the room where the person is like having the private conversation. Well, is that so? Is that 
that's always my question about white noise machines. Where do they actually go? Like, does your white noise machine go with you while you're in therapy? Or does Andrea have it where she is while you're in therapy? We do it that the person who's in therapy, the white noise machine is outside the door of the room that they're in. So okay. I'll be like in my just office. Just like at the therapy office. Just like in th- – yeah, exactly. We're running a home therapist office <laughs> in our home. So it'll be outside the door. But was that the same with the kitten or did you put the it, in the room with – No, we also put it outside for kind of the same reason that okay. – like that's what we had like tested. So we were like, I guess that's what you do with white noise machines. But actually now that you're mentioning it, probably would have been more effective if it was in the room with him. Well, that's what I never really understand. It's like, who are you with white noise machines? Is it like to muffle your sound from within or is it to mask your sound for the other person? And and is right. it both? And can you just pick? That, yeah. I feel like there's probably some science to be understood here, but I certainly am not going to try to do it. Um, okay. So I'm just going to keep guessing. But I'm sure someone knows. Are there, if there are any like audio heads in the in the audio audience, head. they can tell us. Yeah. Well, this yeah. Please, audio files, get in touch. I just yeah, always am know. curious. I just think like the more white noise, the better. Mm-hmm. Just you know, drown them out. But I still am. I don't totally trust. Though you are making a good sell. Mm-hmm. I just it's so hard. To be so forthcoming in therapy as it is mm-hmm. that I think sometimes being like fully alone yeah, really helps me open up a little bit more because I, I feel like I would be yeah. so afraid. Not like I'm saying anything like so bad, but like, I don't know, therapy's therapy. It's there's, you know, there's privacy laws around this for a reason. It's not something I'm always willing to talk about with just just anyone just anyone that i'm married to any but old I, eavesdropper any old eavesdropping husband um so i don't know I, I still like you're making a good sell but like am i ready to to test it out you know am i ready yeah, to I take therapy while dan is in the house i think it i think kind of it depends on what your like if you have a setup where it works and you you both get to be totally alone. I do think that's ideal. Like I think, sure. you know, for a lot of people for very good reason, like that's the way you feel most like comfortable and safe, like opening up. I think like this is good if like you're in a situation where you just don't have the flexibility, like either schedule wise or totally. space wise. And like, like I, um, like I've definitely had friends who are like, I really feel like I need to be in therapy, but I can't because I'm in the same house as my partner. And I feel like if that's the barrier, like, um, well, I think there's like also just like a lot of troubleshooting you can do around there. But like, if, if like the barrier to therapy is, um, can be like, yeah, is like, can be like somewhat overcome yeah. with a white noise machine like it's not perfect and it you are still in a house and you don't have complete privacy um but if it can help i w- i think it's like worth it's it's worth trying okay good to know and this is what between like 40 and 50 dollars yeah exactly or it's also you know, one of those things that you are the three or the camo pack for yeah it's also one of those things that probably every once in a while is like all of a sudden it's 20 dollars for like a day i yeah i think that's probably right um, and you can just collect them. You can just buy several white noise machines. And sure. is yours like a <clears throat> is the dome one like a purist? Like is it just white noise like on and off? Or is cause some of them are like nature sounds or like totally d- brown no. noise, pink noise. Yeah. No, this is just totally like the settings are like off. Mm-hmm. on and then on a little louder. Like it's like you can have like white noise or you can have like slightly more white noise and that's I it. I love that. Um, have yeah, you seen my, the – oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, sorry. no, no. I, I was just going to say in my mind that means it's like a really good product. If it only does one thing, it must do it well. Again, like oh, I love totally that. unfounded, but like that's what I'm going with. See, I and my is the whole – I'm like, oh, it has the option to play music and bird sounds. Like this thing knows what the fuck it's doing. Yeah, well, um, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Sure. Look, we're all different. And that's always what the real John Max says. He says we're that's all different. That's what he emphasizes all the but time. But white noise machines are the same. Um, have you seen those baby white noise machines that like hang on the stroller? 
They're like no. rechargeable. Oh yeah, they're rechargeable and they have lanyards and you can like just tuck it in your baby's stroller while you like take them out and it like helps them sleep through oh. the chaos of the world. It's kind of cute. White noise to go. That that's mm-hmm. amazing. I like that. I know. And not just for babies. If you have a stroller as an adult, I'm not judging and you can put it on your adult stroller. Sure. Um I love stuff like this. I really do. I love like a little house gadget. So I'm really happy that that's been working for you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, it's one of those products that I feel like if, if I was going to endorse a product, like, and have my name, like Sally DeMarkin endorses, like there probably aren't that many, like there's like probably like a handful. This is definitely sure. one of them. Okay. What a You know sell. how I feel about my branding. I feel really strongly about the integrity <laughs> of my branding. It's this, the electric kettle. Well, we'll see about the electric kettle soon. The litter robot. I know. Coming for my job. Exactly. Coming for my job. Um, so Dan is a really good setup with his therapist. And I was telling you, uh, while we're talking about shopping, shopping for a therapist can also be something that you have to do. And I'm doing it right now because my therapist has pivoted from therapy to executive life coaching, which I'm like, yes, queen, get that coin. But I'm also like, LOL, what? <laughs> what, what are you doing and why? Yeah. I was not happy to hear this. Um, and I was also like disappointed in her. And I know that maybe that's not fair. And I would explore that in therapy if I could, if you but could, I yeah. can't because now my therapist is an executive life coach and she's not doing therapy anymore. So I am now on the hunt for someone new. Um, but can we just talk for briefly like how the executive, the therapy to executive um, life coach pipeline um, is has has once again claimed another? It has it's claimed another famously one of the most destructive forces in our society. <laughs> Truly, um, what's the like deal? I mean, I, I guess what's that, like, the deal is so, right. <laughs> yeah. So my my whole thing is what's the deal? Because yeah. like I I feel like I guess if you're in New York. Uh, there's a lot of executives around. I feel like you can make a huge amount of money, right? Like, oh, yeah, um, she's probably making a bank, and that's why I can't get mad at her. I feel like we can still congratulations. Get mad at her. I'm <laughs> I'm still mad. We can angrily get, congratulate her. Yeah, it's just you know I have a lot of feelings about the accessibility of therapy for everyone, and I am someone who can afford therapy at whatever price it comes at. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I am in a really, really <sighs> privileged position to be like, you know, I can like mental health comes first and I can do whatever I need to do mm-hmm. to get myself to a good place. That's not the case with like the majority of people. Um, and to find out that my therapist who was al- already serving like the upper echelon of people who need therapy in New York has was like, this isn't enough for me and I must ascend to a higher financial plane is like, really? Okay. She's like, I think we can go higher. She's like, Like, we can do more. Yeah. We can rate. I can. Was, was laughable when I was paying her and it was out of pocket. She's not on, wasn't on my insurance when I was in New York Mm -hmm. and I was, and I budgeted and it was at the very top of my budget, probably like one, 60 a session, which is like if you're going consistently five times a month or four times a month, it's like that really adds up very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I reached out um, after we moved and probably like a little while into the pandemic. Like we might, we might not have been at like vaccinated status yet, but we had been doing it for a while. Like it might've been even like the beginning of 2021. And I reached out and I was like, I would just love to talk to somebody who like knows me. Like I wanted a therapy session, but as you well know, a therapy session with a therapist who doesn't know anything about you isn't going to help you. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to talk to you who has known me for like six years. Um, and she emailed me back. She's like, I'd love to talk to you. Well, like, you know, you're in California. I can't technically like practice, but we can do like one session. And she's like, by the way, my rates are up. And I was like, oh, great. Like, let me, $4.50 a session. <gasps> are you kidding? That was, is immoral. I honestly gasped. I agree. What do you, what? is it, is a session still 45 fucking minutes? 50, 50 minutes. So maybe that. You know, do, that is outrageous to me. That Thank is absolutely you. outrageous. 
Thank you. Because I could have been like knocked over with a feather. I was, I was like lightheaded when I read that, like $450, <laughs> like, and now the executive life coach pivot as of recently makes sense. You know, clearly during that time she was working on her website or whatever, but like, I'm, I feel kind of betrayed by this. And, um, again, like I'm a little annoyed, but I, you know, you could, you, you know, but I also really feel that like, all therapy and like the way that our healthcare system should be um is that a should be like free or like extremely affordable or like on a sliding scale um that is like indirect uh co- like co- correlated to your income which i mean that's how i feel about taxes also but like and i'm willing to pay more not 450 more. Um, but I'm willing to pay more if it meant that someone who couldn't pay 160 a session could still get that kind of uh help from a therapist because I was picking up the slack, you know, financially. Yeah. That's fine, but it's like, whoa, like if you're gonna be if you're gonna charge 450 a session, like I really hope that like 10 or 15 percent of your I don't know. I just think there should be some regulation around it. Yeah. I mean, does that make me a Republican? I, I can't tell like how I feel about no, this. No, I don't think so. But uh, wait, just really quickly. Did she, the 450 a session thing was before she even became an executive life coach? That was still just when she was like a therapist. So I'm not totally, sh- because I wasn't like looking at her website at that time. I just emailed her and she told me her new I rate. See. And I don't think I ever emailed her back. I was like, wow, congrats. And like, yeah, I was like, just. Yeah. So I think that like maybe what she had been doing is like maybe doing like 50-50 on therapy and like life coaching for a time. I see. And then was like, you know where I could make all my money? Life coaching. <laughs> I'll stop doing therapy for regular people. Um, so that's my inference. But I mean, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of Googling and like I just I need a therapist to like Talk me through my relationship with my therapist, honestly. Listen, I, that, if you, you know, depending on like the kind of therapist you go to, like if you go to one that's had like psychoanalytic training or is a psychoanalyst or whatever, like they, it is totally the kind of thing where like anything you think and do is like a unit of the therapy itself. So like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like you could kick off like a very productive therapeutic relationship just talking about your feelings about your previous therapist you know I know I really should I mean I honestly like could write a book called like betrayed by Danielle the story of my (laughs) relationship with my the Caroline Moss story (laughs) the Caroline Moss story but I mean but I don't know I mean so are you so now I'm shopping for a therapist which I find to be so overwhelming yeah Um, I really hate it I really hate it. And I was wondering if you had any tips, tricks. Tips and tricks and life hacks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, man, I think that like the thing to know going into it is that like I don't want to overstate it and be like, oh my God, it, it's it's a nightmare and it's terrible and you'll never recover from it because it's not that. But it's it's not like going to the grocery store like picking Ugh, out what you want and like getting great. it, you know, going, getting, going to the cashier or whatever. Like I, I feel like, I, and, and I, I think that like, it's also just like so much easier for some people because, you know, if like, for example, if you live in New York, like there are not only so many therapists with different backgrounds, different orientations to therapy. There's also like a lot of options for, um, sliding scale and like, mm-hmm. or free therapy or group therapy. There's just like all these different options. Whereas like in other places you don't have that many like therapists to choose from. So it's like, you're not necessarily going to be able to check every single thing off your list. Um, and that I think can make it harder. But I think that like, I think like this is like one of those like non tips that like every, every, piece of service journalism should start out with the tip that's just like like truly set your expectations for what's to come and like okay. understand what this is going to be like and i think totally. i think that's like i think that's the first thing and like having 
being like really in touch with like the reason why you want to be in therapy too. Uh, like I think that if you're like, you know, I should probably be in therapy, whatever. The minute it gets like um, difficult, you're going to be like, oh, this is like too much trouble, whatever. But I think that if you have a strong – like if you, you've like really distilled what it is you want out of therapists and why you want to be in therapy now I mm-hmm. and having that as sort of like a guiding light throughout, I think that that's like – I think that's like kind of the biggest thing because the process can be – Intimidating because you know then a lot of times you're dealing with insurance and you're like who's in network who's not right right so I think that's kind of the biggest thing but then I think the next thing is just like tr- is just like having initial sessions and seeing what it's like which like it dates. doesn't ha- yeah like dates I mean I think first you can definitely establish some some things over the phone and by email like I would say don't go to the trouble of like going to a session if you know you're gonna get there and find out that like they don't they only have availability like on nights and weekends and you need to go during the day or yeah um or, or that they're like, or they're an executive or they're life executive coach. life coach and you're not sure. one you know so i think like some stuff you can totally figure out you know you can ask them like just some really basic like um just some really basic like logistic questions and stuff like that like um but then like once you get past that stage i think you do have to sort of get you just have to sort of come to terms with the fact that you're going to maybe have like a few first dates. And you can also like, you can, a lot of therapists will do a first meeting for free. So you can like make sure that, you know, if you don't want to pay for the, for the first section, which is totally understandable, ask if they do one for free. Also, like you can like find out what the first session is like. I think like sometimes I've been in situations where- I like um, that. Where the first appointment was like a huge intake where I- what I just went through my whole like history, mental health history, life history and totally. shit. Totally. And I did that. And then I really didn't like the person who I did the intake with, which yes. meant that like I was going to be assigned to someone else and have to do the intake again. So <sighs> see this yes. kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't I, I, look, here's the thing. I have nothing but time, but in my head, I'm like, I don't have time. Because no, but it's emotionally exhausting. It's so exhausting. And it's like, I think the thing that really bugs me is that I'm like, I had this relationship and I wasn't ready for that relationship to, with my therapist to yeah. end. Like yeah. Danielle, like, like this is a, that, that's, it's like if you, and I've been in therapy forever. And so I know, you know, when it's you who's doing the looking, when it's you who's doing the like interviewing a new therapist, it's like, uh, it's like you forget all of your skills. But like, if you were asking me these questions, I'd be saying the same stuff to you. And it would also be like, you know, be prepared to like try a few before you feel one that's right. And it's also okay if one that isn't right for you. And like, they are not offended if you're like, this isn't a good fit for me. Um, Totally. They don't care. Uh, But I think the problem is is like you almost want to do some therapy shopping when you're like in a great place. <laughs> like you're like you the best time to find a therapist is when you don't have any like immediate issues that need to be tended to because yeah. like one therapy session it'll take probably like 3 or 4 sessions to really get into a problem because you have to like tell your entire life story before you get there so that they have all the context and sometimes I'm like Danielle knows my context and it makes me sad that I like have all of this history wrapped up in someone who no longer like can serve me. And I feel like maybe I'm just sort of going to be mourning this relationship for a little bit. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let me let me address that. Okay. Oh, please. Because so, you, you know, you are a therapist. I forgot. I am a therapist, You're, as we know. I'm a clinical licensed therapist. This yeah, does the real John Max therapy. University. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Graduate. You know how it's a, people are always like, this is not constitute legal advice. I'm telling you yeah. that this is legally therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So the, the first thing, the one thing I'll say is like, 
there are a lot of therapists who the first time you go, and this is the thing like yeah. you find out before you go for the first time, they're not going to do your whole life story as like, they're not going to do that kind of intake process. They're going to be like, they're going to, they're going to be like, okay, like, so, you know, like, why have you decided to try therapy right now? Like, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself and then they'll tell you about their practice and their approach and what it's going to be like to work together. And mm -hmm. for me, like that's preferable to a first, a first, uh, appointment where it's like, I'm pouring out all this stuff and it's traumatic and it's a mess and stuff that I don't want to talk about with someone I don't have a relationship with. So like, I, that is a thing that you can, like control for is you can like go to a therapist who the first session is going to be exactly the first session you you want it to be. Okay. Um and then the other thing I was going to say though uh about having to go to someone new when you have this whole history built up. I feel I totally know the way you're feeling because I personally have felt that when I've had to be in a position to get a new therapist I'm like oh god I've started over this whole thing I'm going to tell this story and that story it's like a whole thing. The thing is though is that like Danielle knows the person you were when you were last in therapy with them and they, and she knows the person you, you know, you, she knows all the things that made you the, the person that started therapy with her whenever that was. But like you're, and of course you're still the same person, but like you've probably done a lot of growing and changing in that time. And there's something about the idea that like when you meet a new therapist at a new point in your life, you present a different version of yourself to them and you talk mm. about different things, you work on different things. And so it's True. like, I think you can really look at it. I think, you know, sometimes we look at things from a scarcity mentality and we think about, you know, all the things that are going to be like missing mm. in a situation. But I think, you know, a lot of times you can reframe that and be like, what is the abundance perspective here? And I think the abundance perspective here is that like, depending on like when it was, like, you know, if it was like six months or a year ago, it would yeah. be like, a, oh, that's so fucking annoying to have to restart everything. But if it was like several years ago, like yeah. you guys have made a cross-country move, there's been a pandemic, like I think- <laughs> Yeah, like, things have like, changed for sure. Things have changed. And it's like, it's which is not to say that it's not like hard or time consuming or like emotionally draining to sort <clears> of <throat> establish all of that with mm -hmm. a new person. But the thing about therapy that I really appreciate is that like it is whatever it has to be. Like you can spend sure. a whole session talking about like, you know, why you were five minutes late to that session. Like that kicks off a whole conversation. You can spend mm. a whole session talking about your last therapist becoming an executive life. Like everything is <laughs> like a unit of analysis for the therapy. And I've never thought you know, of that. Truly, I've never thought of it that way. Um, well, I've been to a lot of therapy and I've also done psychoanalysis, which is yeah. like, you and know, you're also you lie a lawyer and you're five also days a, a week. I'm also yeah. a lawyer. Have you so, done cognitive like behavioral therapy like that? I've I've never done cognitive behavioral, um, which so I don't have that much experience in, but I've done like psychodynamic, I've done psychoanalysis, like I've done the the like um the like Freudian shit. Like not Freud. Mm -hmm. I mean like Freud, like, you know, they've they've moved on from Freud, but like the psychoanalysis yeah. is like his thing of like, you know, talking about like what's in the unconscious and dreams and shit like that. And you just you lie there five times a week and you just mm. talk about anything and everything. And it's um, you know, I love it's that. It, you know, it's like a really intense experience, but it it shows you I think it does a really good example of showing you that like the therapeutic relationship is the thing that is like helping you. Um, so it doesn't really matter what you might talk about in a given session. And I, yeah. by the way, like I should, the caveat here is that like your mileage may vary on all of this. Some people might hate this kind of therapy. You might have a different experience of therapy, like all that stuff. So this is like purely from mm -hmm. my perspective only. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I've done cognitive behavioral therapy, but usually I just do like, uh, you know, chatty therapy. Sure. Um, how did cognitive behavioral go? Did you get stuff? I out liked of that? it okay. Yeah, Danielle was the first therapist I really connected with, so it was like I. But but I've had different therapists in my in my entire life, like you know, therapy through in childhood, therapy and through adolescence and um, high school, and my college years, and then moving into young adult, and then moving into adult, and I think in between, um, my first therapy uh, go out of college and then 
also the relationship with Danielle was established like when I started making actual money because I couldn't afford therapy until then. So I really was like excited to return to therapy. I think that's probably now six years ago because I was like, oh, I can finally like commit to this. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was like I had to find the one that was on my plan and you know, the cheapest one and the most accessible one for me, which is fine. But now it's like, you know, for me, this is such a good way to spend money because I know it really helps. And so I'm not just when I'm shopping this time, I'm not going to go just through my insurance. I'm going to find someone that's like a really good fit. But I think I should probably do like a little bit of an interview where I'm like, do you plan on becoming the executive life coach in the next like six to 18 months? Because no, I, to- I need I to think, know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like totally fair. Like that's a great Thank question you. to ask is like, you know, like do, do you, you have plan- aspirations beyond this? <laughs> do you, yeah. Are you planning a career change? Like are you planning on moving out of city? Like I, I definitely have friends who like their, their therapists are people too. They moved during the pandemic too. Yeah. Sometimes it's not a problem, but yeah. sometimes it is. So I think like I think all of those things are worth asking. And I, I think like um, – like you said, Caroline, I think like a really, really good piece of advice is to don't start shopping when like shit hit the shit hits the fan. Totally. Because at that point, you first of all, like when you're in crisis or like crisis adjacent, you don't have the time and energy to put into this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it also colors also, the entire experience. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're almost desperate enough to just take whoever will talk to you first. And that's not necessarily like the way you're going to find a really good fit. Um that being said, if you are in crisis and you don't have a therapist and you're willing to look for one, yes, absolutely. Like go. Yeah. Like, the more therapy, the better. Uh, but yeah, it is one of those things like getting your teeth cleaned. <laughs> like you kind of have to stay on top of it. And you do. Yeah. A thing about therapy that really changed my life with Danielle is that um, one of her big things was consistency. And she had a strict and and adhered uh, absolutely adhered to uh, cancellation policy that I got fucked on exactly one time in six years where like I just messed up and and there was no leniency there was no like yeah, you know around. and but I really liked that and what it taught me too was that the best progress I was going to make was by showing up every week, even if I was like, I have nothing to talk about or like, I'm in a perfectly good mood or like this week was great or like everything's going great. Like just showing up in crisis, which is what I did in my prior therapy relationships because it was all I could sort of afford to do, mm-hmm. never really truly helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you never really have if you're always putting out a fire, you like don't have time to prevent the next fire. Right. And that's what you do in therapy when you're not in crisis as you like talk about things that like have happened to you in the past or things that get your goat, so to speak, and figure out how to deal with them the next time they get your goat. And what sucks about that, and one of the things I told Dan about therapy, because he's sort of new, newly inducted into the world of therapy, is I was like, sometimes you're going to go into therapy feeling better then you're going to feel when you leave. Like sometimes therapy, <laughs> sometimes therapy like brings you the fuck down. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, fuck, like I need to go to sleep. I need a nap. Like it doesn't, it's never, but, but the consistency of it is the thing that helps you grow and really transcends your relationship with yourself and like the way that you operate in the world. But like from a week to week, session to session basis, sometimes it really fucking drains the shit out of you. No, it's true. Um, Yeah. Totally. And I remember like sometimes really dreading it because I'd be like in a perfectly good mood. It would be so beautiful outside. Work was going great. Everything at home was great. And I'd be like, I really just want to cancel therapy because I know that I'm going to leave being like, it's not that great. I still have problems and like we're dealing with them. So I don't know. I really want to get back to a place of consistency in therapy. Um, yeah. And I hope I get there. And if I get there, I'll buy that white noise machine in camo so yeah, that get no it one in can camo. see me or get a three pack. Me. Yeah, you'll be I'm invisible. Get a three pack. And <laughs> I'll just silent. stack. I'll just turn them on and stack yeah. them up on, on top of each other. Yeah. Um. Did you have any sort of like interview questions that you asked your therapist while – also, it's very lucky that your New York therapist can see you while you live in Philadelphia. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I guess that like the um, – I guess that the 
the licensing, I have no idea how. I don't know why I'm going to even like try to guess. Well, because you're, you're a professional therapy licensor. I am a professional. Yeah, that's I my, know. That's my You and I are the job. same where we're like, you know what? We could just make up an answer. It sounds <laughs> yeah, totally. right. <laughs> it totally that's does cool. sound right. Um, wait, so sorry. What did you ask me, though? I was going to say, do, do you have any like... Um, during your intake appointment, did did you ever, when you were sort of shopping around, did, was there any sort of, like, I'll be asking, you know, do you plan on becoming an executive life coach and trying to charge me $500 a session <laughs> just so I know ahead of time? Do you have any questions that you would ask um, to know if someone was right for you? Yeah, I would like, um, you know, sometimes like people go into therapy because there's like a particular thing that they're like, man, this has really been a, a problem for me and I want to figure it out. It, maybe it's like a relationship thing or like a work thing. Like people are like, every boss I've ever had, like I end up getting to huge conflict with them or like I get to this place in my romantic relationship, like whatever it is. And I think that like a great question for any therapist is like to ask them like, hey, what's your experience? Like, like this is my deal. Like, what's your like, the, or the, or this is like the main thing that's on my mind. Like, what's your experience dealing with this? Like, mm. you know, some people. I think people who have like a creative profession sometimes like they deal with like um, trying to be like a creative and artistic person while also like uh, making money and taking care of their families and stuff like that. And I and I yeah. think there are therapists who have a lot of experience, like you know, working with people who have like a creative and artistic process, you know, for example, um, there, I think are like, you know, maybe like you're a person who's like, and is like polyamorous. And so you want a therapist who like understands what that really means and has experience, totally. like, you know, so I think like, um, asking them a little bit about that. And I think also, um, I think that also just a really good general question is, is like, how do you see the therapeutic process? Like, what is this, like, what should I expect from it? Not, not necessarily because there's a right or wrong answer. Although right. if you have one in your mind that you want them to say or not say, that's helpful. But sure. because I just think you're trying to get a sense of like what their deal is. And if you have rapport with them, like, I remember I did like an intake once with someone who everything I said, she would go, Mm, mm-hmm. Like Ooh, and look at me in this that. really earnest way. And Whoa. like it, and I hated it so much. I was like, absolutely never again. And I knew that from like the first <laughs> appointment because of the way, you know, so and I, I think and then other times like I I've gone to someone and they've um, you know, in a first session, they haven't like blinked if I swear or <laughs> yeah. something like that. I'm like, okay, this is cool. So I think like a lot of it is like some of it is like the asking of the questions, but I think a lot of it is also just trying to like get a sense of them. Of the vibe. Um, mm. Of the vibe and the rapport. Um mm. and you can also ask, like, I think that some people go to therapy expecting way more in the way of like concrete advice than yes. most therapists typically like give. But yeah. every therapist is different. Like some therapists are here to be like, here's what you should do. So I think if you have a strong feeling that it's going to really annoy you if your therapist like either doesn't talk a lot or, yeah. you know, because some therapists, their thing is just to let you talk and they barely say anything. If that's going to be frustrating or if it's going to be frustrating that they're not really giving you advice, they're just sort of like listening to you, like, you know, ask about those things as well. Like ask about totally. their style. Um, so yeah, yeah, those are some good starter things. Okay. That, that reminds me too, that my relationship with my therapist, like when I became more comfortable with her, I would tell her. So, so she used to kind of just let me talk. And what I really liked about her was that she would just, she never really interjected. She kind of would like, let me come to conclusions on my own. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes she'd just understand that I needed to just like talk it out in like a safe place. But there was one time when I became more comfortable with her, I would be like, listen, here's what I need from you. I need you to interject more and like ask me questions and like lead me somewhere because like sometimes like just talking out loud, like I have no problem talking as we all know, like <laughs> I am good at talking. There's some people who are like, wow, like I can never talk so freely as I can in this session. So that would be really helpful. That's not really the case with me. I need her to like, and she does like, or she did rest in peace. All right. Executive life coach. But like, yeah, I really liked I don't know. And I also used to tell her, like, there are going to be days where I come in here and, and I'm going to say, you know, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's good. And that's when I need her to reach back to be like, OK, well, great. Let's talk about something that like a few months ago, like wasn't fine and wasn't good. And like, let's go back to that. And it's like it's annoying. Mm -hmm. But I'm the 
she's the teacher. So sometimes I don't really want to be the one that like dictates where the session is going. Like God knows she's charging me enough. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, bring, you know, do some work, Danielle. Like, do, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bring something to the table. It's like I, sometimes when I would leave after a full session of just me talking, I'd be like, well, I should just be fucking paying myself. Like, <laughs> what is this? So it's, I think people don't totally realize, you know, you're allowed to like ask for exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. And most therapists will be able to adhere to that. And if they can't, they're not going to, say like, we do not do that. Or like, that's not how this works. They'll be like, oh, like this isn't usually how I work. But like, if this is something you're looking for, especially if you're sort of traversing the lines of like, you know, talk therapy versus like cognitive behavioral versus psychoanalytical, they'll guide you to a place where you'll get what you need, but you do have to, you, they're not mind readers. Yeah, totally. (sighs) I can't believe I have to do this all over again. I was so happy with her. I I honestly feel like I got left at the altar. I mean, another thing you could do, I don't know if this would maybe it's become like an the, executive and it's then becoming an executive. <laughs> yeah. It's get a C suite job works and you're good with to the, go. The real John Max. Honestly. She probably does. She's his therapist. Actually, he's probably her therapist. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say like, I, one thing I've had a lot of success with is when yeah. I have had to leave a certain therapist because I'm in a new place is ask them to recommend someone in the new place because I feel Ooh. like therapists have – they like their colleague, like they have a very collegial thing. They go to conferences, they talk to each other, they like know who each other are. Yeah. And I and I feel like the few times that I've had my therapists recommend other therapists like for friends and stuff like that, it's always like gone well. So I don't know. Okay. That's like an option. Maybe Danielle knows someone who you don't have to be an executive to get therapy. <sighs> I mean, look, I need I'm going to have to go to therapy about my therapist. We all know it. And this was really helpful. And I really hope that it was helpful for people who like don't necessarily talk about therapy a lot. It Growing up in New York, you know, like going to therapy is part of your personality and it's everyone's personality. And I was in therapy since I was 12. And like, so were a lot of my friends and it's like this whole thing. And there was never any sort of, I didn't have any anyway, uh, embarrassment or shame around like announcing where I was going. And I would always like leave if I was like leaving work to go to therapy, I'd like announce it to, you know, everyone in earshot. Mm -hmm. But I once heard from a colleague at BuzzFeed actually, who was like, he was like, you know, I would love your help, like trying to find a therapist because I've never done it before. I think I'd like it. But like he didn't grow up in a environment where anyone he knew was in therapy or, Mm -hmm. or some people think, or some people were told from early age, you know, if you go to therapy, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. If you go to therapy, like you're mentally ill. If mm-hmm. you go to therapy, and that's just sad to me because I think li- literally everyone should be in therapy. And yeah. um, I just hope that, you know, if you are out there and you're like, oh, I've never, like, I have all these thoughts about what therapy is or who therapy is for, and I've never considered it for myself, then, you know, feel free to reach out to. I'll volunteer you too, Sally, either of us, because yeah. I feel like I'm a real therapy head. You're a real therapy head. But I'm also, I have mm-hmm. no shame around it. So I'm happy to talk about it in whatever capacity anyone would like to talk about it. Yeah. And, and I'll say too, like, I think especially since the pandemic, um, there's a lot of like good service journalism out there in like totally. The Cut and Self and mm-hmm. Psychology Today is also a really good resource. And I, and I yep. think that like, and like, are you a, a Psychology of- Today head? I'm a psychology today. Yeah, I love psychology today. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's a great resource. I found therapists there. I found sources for stories through there. Um, nice. But yeah, there's like a lot of stories out there that like walk you through how to find a therapist you can afford, like, which mm-hmm. is super helpful. There's like, you know, articles on like how to do, like, what's the first session going to be like? Just there's so much stuff out there that I think like, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, like, you went to therapy or you didn't. Like there wasn't as much of a way. I mean, you could ask people like, what is therapy like? You know, but yeah. now I just like there's so information, so much information out there that can kind of like familiarize you with the idea of it and what it might be like. And I would say definitely mm. like use those resources, especially if it's like really foreign to you. Yeah. Really smart. I'm glad we talked about this. I'm glad to know about the white noise machine um, from Dome. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be waiting for it to go down to like $25 and then I'm going to purchase it for when totally. as my new therapy accessory. And Danielle, if you're out there listening, 
what the fuck? Um, but she's definitely not. She probably only listens to like, you know, executive podcasts. Uh, can you tell I'm bitter? Uh, this was a really fun episode and I wish you so much luck on your road trip journey. And I hope you document some of it for us. Could you potentially take a video of using your collapsible electrical kettle so I can make a reel for the G thanks Instagram? That's such a good idea. Yeah. And I think actually maybe what I'll do is I'll also like post some stuff that, or I'll just like text it to you or I can do stuff on that. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I'll, and I'll repost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So I'll I'll be sure, but I will for sure do some video of like collapsible kettle use yeah, and so Yeah, please on. do some content about all the things that you I packed. Will. And I also want to let everyone know that Sally and Andrea, for now, um, and we're going to say it's okay if you want to change your mind, have agreed to join Dan and I on our annual episode of Dan Rates Caroline's Purchases from the 2022. Um, so I have prepared these two for, you know, the roast that is essentially go through my credit card statement and and tell me whether I made good or bad purchases. But I'm really excited. I'm so psyched. And Andrea is so excited to oh, like good. roast me. Her Great. face lit up when I was selling oh, when I told her excellent. about it. Excellent. It's yeah, a hard day for us, but it's a fun day for them. It's rewarding and, for them. And that's yeah. what it's about. And that's what it's about. And that's what partnership is. But mm-hmm. I cannot wait. And and the reason I knew that you would be great at this episode is when you were like, oh, I got all this stuff for the car that I was so excited about. And Andrea did not match my level of excitement when I kept presenting like cup holders and car <laughs> chargers and, yeah, and, like, and the safety kit. The safety. Yeah, exactly. So I look forward to that. Good luck on your road trip. Have a great time. I will see you when you get to Los Angeles. Yes. I'm so and excited. It'll be really fun. And I can't wait uh, for all the updates on the road. Sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will keep you posted. All right, everyone. It's been fun. And remember, if you're an executive life coach, I have a therapist for you. Uh, We will see you next week for another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It. Take care uh, and talk to you soon. Bye. You just listened to another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the GThanks Instagram at GThanksJustBoughtItPod and the GThanks Facebook group to get and give life-changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245-0736 with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. G-Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our G-Thanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash G-Thanks and friends.